You're listening to The Training Dummies. With Rob and Daryl and James. And we've decided to run a marathon. Welcome to The Training Dummies, the running podcast that will make you want to run from podcasts. Today is July 5th. This is episode 268. My name is James, and with me are my two bro hosts on this wild and wacky ride of a marathon training effort. First of his name, last of his breed, Sir Daryl of Canada. Say hi, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. <laughs> and of course, father of dragons, slayer of emo rock, suggester of the best pork chop I've ever eaten. It is Roberto, guardian of the treadmill. Hi, Rob. Dude, you got me thinking about that now. <laughs> that. Was it not the best pork chop? I, I'm certainly the best pork chop I've ever eaten. Yeah, I was. I told you, man, I wasn't kidding when that. Uh, and, to, and to give just a quick backstory on that, uh, when James was out here for work, uh, uh, was it like a month or so ago? Now? Uh, yeah, early May. I was in Austin, beginning of yeah, May. Yeah, we, we met up for dinner, and, and right there in the area where he's at, he's like, well, where do we go? And I was like, well. Like you want the best pork chop you've ever had in your life, and we did. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the best pork chop I've ever eaten. It was fantastic, and I can't wait to go back for that reason. Yep, that reason alone. Um, that reason and maybe the uh, maybe the running uphill both ways into the wind, which is uh, in a hundred degree, hundred and five degree weather. So, well, yeah, I'll avoid we that it. if I can. So how's it going, chaps? It's been a whole month since our last podcast. We uh, we injury free and mileage high. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I am having a a little bit of a reoccurring pain injury that I've never had before. Uh, it's in my left heel, like right in the heel, and it feels kind of like it might be bruised, but. Uh, I feel good because this last long run on Sunday, which is a new personal record for me, was 15 miles that, uh, I made it through that without my heel acting up too much. So, uh, for the most part, good. Um, and maybe leading into our discussion tonight, I would say I'm really hitting a point where I'm questioning exactly what in the fresh hell we have com- committed ourselves to. <laughs> did I not warn you both? Well, you did. Uh, you did. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I had 12 miles to do on Sunday, and it was, uh, it's been a while since I did that distance at all. I mean, I've jumped in my plan, I've jumped from nine miles to 12 miles in the space of a week, and it's been God, probably. Probably two and a half years since I ran more than ten miles, and um, I'm feeling it, dudes. I'm feeling it. Well, the but last it was okay. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I'm thankful that um, I tried to do it before Fourth of July. Drinking was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that doesn't apply to you, Daryl, because you did yours on July first, which is Canada Day. Yes. Uh, aren't you impressed that I know that? Yes. No, I just kind of makes I, sense that you would know that. You got to keep tab. I mean, I have to keep tabs on on Commonwealth things, surely. Right, right. Yeah. There you, you know, go. In case, in case you need to jump the border or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so say more, Rob, about your distance and how that's going and what it's felt like um, to get up to a new, a new personal. Um. So this is funny because every week, um, my my son is starting to get a like he was on board and he would cheer me on and come in. He's eight years old. So he comes in, uh, he and I did a 5k together a couple of months back. And that was his first actual event. I think we talked about that a little bit, but you know, he'll come in and cheer me on and, and, and all that. And it's turning to the point now where, uh, where my long run Sundays are kind of getting annoying to him because <laughs> now they're taking, they're taking away from, um, you know, time that typically he and I would might play some video games together or hang out or, <laughs> and now he's yeah. like, you know, I had the, the long run in the last, I think the last three weeks in a row, I've been like, yeah, this is the farthest I've ever run. And he's like, you can't keep saying that. I'm like, well, it's true. Like <laughs> every week is like farther than I have ever run. So like, yep. it is what it is. And you know, he's, uh. He's trying his best, but I think he's starting to, it's growing a little old for him, but these runs in particular, I don't know, man, I, uh, 
I'm not uh, not a huge fan right now. <laughs> I'm definitely not a not a big fan of the extended distances. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're getting there, but it's uh, it it's a it's a different level of having to really apply yourself. And I think you and I were talking a little bit beforehand that on the treadmill, like it is just. That's some nonsense, man. 15 miles on a treadmill is just yep. a special level of of uh, of BS that I I cannot <laughs> even uh, I can't I, I I can't explain it because I don't mind treadmill running. I really don't, and I have kind of weighted out the pros and cons of what I, what I've got going for me right now. Well, Rob, why don't you just run outside? Well, because it's triple digit weather outside, and I am not a super early morning person. And I am certainly not going to do 15 miles at, you know, at nine o'clock at night when it starts to cool off. Um, you know, so there's all these, all these things come into play. So it's like the, you know, the, what is the, the saying is like the, like the, the kindest cut or whatever, you know, <laughs> like you mm-hmm. just gotta, or, you know, the lesser of the two evils, whatever the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your analogy is, but, um, just doing what I can to get it done. But I, man, I, a few times I've almost said, you know, forget this. I'm just going to drive over to the rec center and pay to use the indoor track, even though that's still not quite the best play. It's, I think it, I may end up doing that a few times coming up here. Cause at first I was like, Oh, I like hot weather. No big deal. Ha ha ha. You know, it's, I got this. And Oh no, you say that until you go out there and it's, 103 yeah. degrees and you know 70 percent humidity and, and you know you got satan breathing down the back of your neck the whole time like yeah that's something nasty but um the heel thing i've tried to be a little careful um my wife has this thing she calls it the pain stick and i was laughing because when she said that i was like that brings a whole different image to mind <laughs> but it basically it basically looks like a deodorant stick and it's just, and it's from some, you know, some brand of stuff that she gets. But uh, she goes, put that on there. I promise you, like, you'll know, you'll, you'll see the difference. And I did. And I was blown away, man. I was like, why have you been hiding this from me? I have got to put this on my shoulder. I got to put this on my calf. I've got, to, you know, this is like pretty amazing. Does this stuff, pain so. stick have a brand name? Um, Yeah, I, I'll have to find it for you. Actually, you know what? We're not live. I can do whatever I want. I'm gonna text her right now and there say, <laughs> "What's the brand of the pain the, stick? I got the a pain stick, the paddle." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh no! Stupid autocorrect. Come on, you're gonna get me in trouble here. All right, um, yeah. So while, um, while Rob's busy ignoring a podcast and texting his wife, <laughs> um, Daryl, how about you? How's your mileage feeling, and what does it feel like to be hitting distances you've never hit before? Yeah, it's something. Um, like Sunday, so Sunday I set my alarm just because we had uh, we we were going to see uh, Hamilton. It's playing here in town, so we were taking our daughter at one thirty show, which means I had to be done my run home showered ready to go like an hour and a half before showtime so by noon so i actually set my alarm on sunday just to get up and go and it started great like the first 14k i don't know what that relates to miles i did 24k total little 24 and a half but it says a little over 14 miles but the mm-hmm. first 14k like i had no stopping no breaks no nothing no walking breaks i just went first 14k I'm like, okay, this is a good spot. I'll, you know, I'll walk for a little bit. I'll drink some water. I think I poloed you guys. I'm like, you know, this is going great. This run is awesome. Um, I even thought I might beat my half marathon time of, you know, a month ago. And then I don't know what happened after that, but it got a lot tougher. Um, yeah. And I missed the half marathon um, time by nine seconds that I had wow. done by nine seconds. So dang man, that's not bad though. Yeah, that's but I thought it was else. but the way it was going at 14k, I'm like, I'm on pace to beat it. And I mm-hmm. didn't. Um so that was that that was 21k and I ended up at 24 and a half, I think. But but somewhere between like 20k and the end, like it just all of a sudden when I stopped to take a walk, my legs didn't want to run again. Like my hips were locking up. Like literally mm. locking up. Like yeah. I had to swing my whole body sideways a couple times 
just to get my hips to loosen up to get into a jog again to get running again like it was right it was wild like I've, i'm like mm-hmm. wow like my my hips just don't want to do that now that i've stopped like i started walking and then they're just like no no you're, we're not doing this and then it's like <laughs> i had to i had to like literally force them to start moving like that oh, again. dude i feel that man through your whole oh, body's like yeah. no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> You know, and then we stop it. So yeah, I, I hit mileage I've never hit before, which is good. Um, but yeah, I was a little, I was definitely a little sore for the rest of the day. I, I'm actually feeling pretty good today, so that's good. Mm. But even at the mm. show, like we we drove to the to the auditorium, get out of the car. My wife's like, "You're moving a little slow. You a little sore or something?" <laughs> but you could just see me like gingerly walking and then the intermission for the show even too like you get out of your seat is like oh that man that's a struggle getting out of my seat but the worst part is like 14 miles i still got another 12 to go on race day like oh my god what yeah. i know doing? you're like dude you're like this is so, about halfway man and uh, right yeah. now i'm already saying no absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> Do you remember when you were training for your half marathons and you would get to like six miles or seven miles for the first time? And the thing that went through your mind was, I've got, I've got this to do again. Like I'm only halfway. It's the same. It's the same thing, right? Like, and I know. No, it's not. Repeating (laughs) twice as long, hundred times harder, right? All of that. But, um, but I wanted to address something you just said, Daryl, was that you were, on this run that you were unintentionally on pace to to break your your half marathon PR time, um, watch out for that yeah. because those long distances um, you don't want to necessarily be running them at race pace, and unless the training plan specifically says right, you're running at right. race pace, yeah. um, because part of that long distance, you know, I think we talked a couple episodes ago where those training distances really only go up to like 20 miles, maybe 22 miles, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you run slower, it, you, you're simulating the fatigue of a 26 mile race by being on your feet for a little bit longer. Mm. Right. And wow, I know there, okay. is that temp- there is that temptation mm-hmm. to like, I just want to get this over and done with. I want to hit my distance. But the whole reason why you back off and do a long, slow distance, those long runs is so that you are on your feet for perhaps a little bit longer than you would be if you were running that distance at race pace. And that helps get your body simulating the fatigue and what it feels like to run for four, four and a half, five hours, whatever, however long that's going to be. That's interesting because I, I have noticed a couple of times, like even my short runs throughout the week, it'll say on the training plan, it'll say, um, relaxed pace. And so like today I had a two mile run and it said relaxed pace. But I was like, oh, hell no. I um, I didn't want to do it at all, for starters. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Like, I I don't even feel like I'm I'm recovered from, from Sunday yet. And right. in, in my head, I it was a, all day has been a struggle. But I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? No, dude, I'm going to crush this. That's the point of this. And how many times have I run a couple miles on the treadmill? And I've actually walked away going, man, I need to do that every day. That, that Like, I need that. And so I went in and I pushed myself and I shaved about, you know, just under two minutes off of what I normally do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah. That, and I came out and I was, you know, kind of head held high moment for me. And, and then I realized it's like, no, you're supposed to be, you know, the, the specific yeah. says a relaxed pace. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that this two miles isn't going to it'd be a deal breaker but i i think that honestly i probably need to really keep that in mind because yeah. what you're what you're saying i haven't i've no, i haven't even taken into consideration really the yeah i mean it, it's certainly like i get that psychological temptation to be like oh it's just two miles i can get that done easily and push it uh-huh. and get on with my day right um but remember that all that everything you do now builds towards the goal of finishing 26.2 and 26.2 is hell it's going to be really hard and so the more that you can sort of teach your body to um, run with moderation and keep sort of a relaxed posture and keep your breathing down, um, and then, yes, like your accumulative time on your feet, that all uh, is a part of just getting your brain and your body into that place of like, okay, like that, that leap from 20 miles in training to 26.2 miles on race day won't feel so dramatic if you had done your long distances at a 
more relaxed, long, slow pace. Because at the end of the day, the time on your feet is not likely to be that different. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Very. So yeah, the adrenaline, the you know, the excitement, everything that we're that we're kind of signed up for on on D Day is probably gonna play into it a lot too. Um I have another question though, because Daryl, you were just uh talking about how your you basically had some hip lock and yeah. um and it was sort of like feeling a little tight there towards the end. We need to talk about stretching. We got to yeah, talk we about do. what we're Absolutely, doing, what we're we doing do. before racing, before running, after running, in the days where we have rest days, like keeping our joints and our muscles. Um, I'm going to use one of the words in the English language that I absolutely hate, but supple um, is super important. So, uh, what? Why? So this, what, this supple, word... supple is up there with with it's up there with moist, and it's just a terrible <laughs> word. It's yeah, terrible. but this this stretching you're talking of, like, what is that? Well, yeah, let's get into that because, like, <laughs> all right, like, uh, okay, so maybe you're on, I get it. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe rapid fire some questions in and just off the cuff, you know. Um, okay. So obviously, stretch before and after, right? Yes. Okay. Oh. How how long do you spend stretching? Um, before it is a, a minute, fairly five brief, minutes. It is a- Fairly brief stretch. I will, for me personally, and it is different for everybody, and I will also caveat this with saying, if you Google this, you're going to find a ton of conflicting advice out there. Yes. There are mm-hmm. there are coaches that say you don't need to stretch before because stretching tells your body that you're cooling down. There are coaches that will say, no, you need to do like mega stretches to get everything loosened up and the blood flowing. I go somewhere leaning towards just like a brief stretch to activate muscles and then warm up into it with my run. So what I will do before a run is I will do, I have a stretching exercise for every muscle group in my, in my legs. So my quads, my hams, my calves, um, and, uh, I don't know what muscle that is sort of like the inner and outer thigh and then the ACLs. Um, I will do just about a 10 to 15 second stretch on each muscle group shake it all out and get going. So it is literally only 90 seconds to two minutes of stretching before uh, before running. After running, on the other hand, when there's just a bunch of lactic acid buildup where you've torn fibers in your muscles and it's just a shitty situation, um, I spend probably, well, I can tell you what I absolutely do is 30 seconds per muscle group, three reps. So I will do like my my quad stretches and I will hold that stretch in each leg for 30 seconds and then I'll move on to my hams and then my calves and my ACLs and then I will do that all over again three times. Okay. So I am uh I I think my warm ups stretching I'm fine. I mm-hmm. kind of have yeah. a little routine that I do. Um I found these and I think I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys before but I found these kind of these calf stretches where you you kind of walk around on your heels with your toes pointed up but you actually walk yep. around and then uh you know walking then on your tippy toes after that cuz yeah. I kind of historically feel like I've had some issues when I run, my calves always get really tight. And once I started doing these, it's been a whole different story. Like I haven't had nearly those issues that I, that I was noticing, but you can get the same affect on that Rob, by the way, you can get the same affect. And if you don't want to look like a fool, like walking around on your tippy toes and your, Oh, my kids love it. So (laughs) of course they do, but I will do my, I think as I do my stretching out in public and I'm not probably not going to do that, but if you find like Like a little curve, it's like maybe, like two inches off the ground yeah. and then put your toes up on that curb with your heels on the lower level and then lean forward and then um, do the same in reverse, like turn around and put heels up on ah, okay. the curb, okay. toes on the lower level and lean backwards. Yeah. You get the same affect of stretch. What like kind of, can you do like calf raises on the edge of that yeah. and then, and then like dip down below the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, you you can, but bear in mind, you're not trying to work out those muscles when you're stretching them. You just want to get uh, them activated. Okay, and, and okay. Them, right? So yeah, that makes sense. The, the running part is what works out those muscles. So you're just trying to get them warmed up for it. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I found right. a, I had Googled a, for my other marathons way back when I was three years ago, half marathons. I had found it's some dynamic, a uh, dynamic stretching routine. That's just five different exercises, but it's like, 10 each side, um, like side lunges, and then um, one-legged toe touch 
Um, but each leg, you know, you just hinge at your hip and just bend down, touch your toe. Um, with your other leg mm-hmm. kicking back, which is a good one. Um, and then the other one are just, uh, the other three are just leg swings, like um, side to side leg swings. The other one with your knee up, side, uh, leg swings, and then back and forth leg swings. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. so I do do that for like, I don't, I don't do it on some of my shorter runs, but definitely if I'm going anywhere like over five kilometers, um, three miles, mm-hmm. I am, I am doing that. So for a startup stretch or like a warm up stretch, I definitely do that. It's the, it's the after that's my, yeah. You Just should you. still do that on your shorter runs, by the way, because Some the, days chances of, yeah. the chances of <laughs> injuring yourself in your first mile are the same, whether it's a short run or a Fair long enough. run. Fair enough. Well, and if we're um, getting into those habits now too, right, mm-hmm. then we should just say, all right, I'm going for a run. Yeah. Let me just do this, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. becomes ritualistic. Um, so the other thing then to talk about is upper body stretching because we've talked in other in prior episodes about how like working our core and working core, our biceps yeah. and all, you know our pectoral muscles all help support the running form um you know i know for me if when i'm in sort of like that running that running position of like you know arms on rails in front of me and you know you're moving your arms with your step doing that for a long time is also working muscles in the upper body and i don't i don't know if you've ever experienced it but i've had like I've had like back cramping and shoulder cramping and elbow cramping and stuff while I'm running. And it's largely because I just not paid attention to those muscle groups when I've been stretching. So I've been recently incorporating some upper body stretches where I'll stretch sort of, you know, the the arm out, bicep, tricep, shoulder blade, which moves into the pectoral muscle, like keeping those nice and like warmed up and stretched. Um, And then I might do like, uh, like a couple of very short planks just to activate my core muscles as oh, well that's a good one yeah yeah, yeah. um and, and, and just just so they're like a little more like i don't know like when you start running and maybe this is a placebo effect but then when you start running that it's less of a sort of like shock to any part of the body that now you're moving um i like planks because i've i've actually had a couple of surgeries on my tailbone area so like sit-ups have been like historically a little rough for me to do you know so yeah. like plank stuff is good um yeah <laughs> I have to tell you this. This is so stupid. Do you ever have anything that you say to yourself to like help kind of like keep you motivated or in the zone or whatever? Um, yes. So like little reminders. Yeah. So one is, I'll share them both, but one is sort of um, a personal mantra and the other one, well, one, one is more like just a, a regular mantra. The other one is quite personal. Um, the first one is, and it's, I know this is different for me because I've, done this distance before but i remind myself that i've done this before right that i am i have proven to myself now many times Mm -hmm. that i am capable of running five miles 10 miles 15 miles like i've done this Mm -hmm. so whenever i'm feeling like either not in the mood or not capable or like it's not going quite as well as i want it to or think it should be i remind myself and I, i said this last episode i put my my medals up on my wall just to remind myself as a bit of inspiration. Oh, like, no, I, I meant I've, to I've, put my I've thing up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the second thing, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this way back when you first had me on this podcast to talk about running. When I ran my first full marathon in October of 2013, I did it to raise money for Alzheimer's Association. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease is the thing that my mom passed away from, and she fought Ooh, yeah. that disease for... I mean, six years after diagnosis, probably eight years total before it took her. And when I'm in that moment when I'm running and things feel hard and life sucks, I remind myself that my mom went through a much harder journey than whatever my mileage is going to take me that day. Mm-hmm. And I need to stop being a worse and I need, uh, you know, find my inner beast and push myself through it because a I can and I have the lucidity to do it and my body is working my brain is working um but b whatever that fight was that my mom went through that she she bore that very bravely um you know what I'm going through is absolutely nothing compared to that and so that that is like an an in moment in run motivator for me to just stop whining at myself and stop being a little bit pathetic and realize like, okay, yeah, I can, I'm going to push through this. It's not nearly as hard as some other things that people go through every single day, 
um and and that sort of motivates me so i think it's it's good to like find a way to personalize it right like find something mm -hmm. to make it relatable i'm sure we all have stories like that of things that have happened in our family or with our friends or just things we know about people that are just much harder than what we're trying to do and that's not to be reductive or dilutive of the thing we're trying to do here because running a marathon is still hard um but it's not the hardest thing on earth and there are harder things that we could be involuntarily facing, and we're choosing to do this. Okay. This is like, after that, it's almost <laughs> embarrassing for me to tell you mine. Then. <laughs> but that, but what you said, like, okay, first I'll tell you the, when you said, like, finding somebody or making it relatable, you know, the other day my son was asking me, like, Dad, why are you doing this, you know? And I tried to break it down for him. And I go, you know, I just want to be better. I want to be stronger. Well, I never thought I could run before. I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for me. I was like, I'm doing this for you, man. And he just looks at me. He's like, I don't care if you do this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's not Amazing. what I meant. So, like, you know, he was like, I'm just waiting for you to play Fall Guys with me. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude. All right. So, but like after hearing yours like like mine the the little mantra ish sort of thing that i say like it makes me feel stupid now but when we talked about the you know form we did that episode about the form like using mm -hmm. your form and kind of like you talked about the kind of like your arms being like on like train tracks almost yeah Every freaking time I want to correct myself or, you know, kind of put myself back in the zone or whatever. Yeah. I think about the train tracks thing. And all I could think of is Thomas the Train with Samuel L. Jackson's face going, <laughs> choo choo, mother effer. <laughs> and that's yeah, like what, works, what pops into my head every time is, oh my God. I'm like, oh my. I love it. <laughs> That is choo -choo. so good, though. Choo-choo, mother effer. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Daryl? What keeps you motivated at those moments? Just challenging myself. Like, that's my whole running journey has been one challenge after another, right? The first was completing yeah. the, the couch to 5K and then running an actual oh, 5K. Man, yeah. and, then, and then after that, I did a, a trail 5K. It's like, okay, well, that wasn't bad. What could I do next? And then I did a, a trail 12K and then... And then I did a 15 kilometers and then it was the half marathon and then it was a Spartan race and then it was um, the trail half marathon. So it's like every every time it's been, you know, progressing. I haven't since that very first 5K, I haven't ran a 5K race um, mm. like as an actual race because I've passed that challenge. So now every, you know, everything else is just what can I do next? What can I do next? And after this, I don't know where it is. Am I done? Probably not. Um, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I can almost tell you with certainty. I don't, I'm not going to be looking at one of those ultras or See, anything like that. But <laughs> That's where I might be looking next because like the running group that, that I'm a part of or that I run with most often, they all do that, right? Like that's, yeah. That's what they do. Um, there's a there's a 50k race this weekend that there's a bunch of them running at. Um, so anyway, like that's... I want to hear you say this again after you have done a 20 mile training run that has wiped you out. For oh six yeah, hours I know, I know, but that's and, and you can't even like <laughs> you can't even sit down on the throne without your legs exploding Gosh. in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can be like, yeah, I think I'll do an ultra marathon. Hey, I, I'm that's not, where uh, I draw the line. That's where I've drawn the line. That's why I've never gone above 26.2. Yeah. It's just a time sink. Uh, could I do it? Sure. I'm sure I could train myself up to it. Yeah. But do I wanna do I wanna put that much time and effort into that? Not really. Hey, there was well, a that, time. that level of effort, man. That is just crazy town. Years there ago, I was out on a training run with a friend of mine. Courtney, who her and I used to run together, and we're not in touch anymore, but we were out for, I think, six or seven miles around Sunset Beach, um, and we were running in the evening, and we came across this couple that were running with, um, they had race bibs on. They were clearly a part of an event, but this was at nighttime, and they were pushing a, a child, a toddler, in a like a little push buggy that was clearly built for like, you know, you see people running races and they're pushing yeah. their child. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Um, and 
uh, they had stopped to use the bathroom. I'm like, I got to ask them questions. What on earth event is out here at, you know, 8 p.m., 7 p.m., whenever it was on a Sunday evening? They were running a 100 mile yeah. um, ultra marathon from Whoa, Palm Springs to Los Angeles. They were on hour 18 of 24 hours. And they had about, I can't remember what they said, they had about 30 miles to do in the next, in the next six hours. Um, and their kid had been along for the ride the whole way, and they brought all the food that they needed, all the hydration they needed. They were tag teaming, pushing that buggy along the way. They would stop for restroom breaks. Um, but I was like, I was super impressed. And then they said, yeah, we've been training for this for two years. Yeah. And I was like, nah, that's where you've lost me. I won't get you. to those distances. <laughs> I, I guarantee I won't get to those distances. But, but every part of my running journey has been, what can I do next? Like running a 5K yeah. even five years ago was like not, not even in the realm of possibility. And then just to, you know, gradually go after that and, you know, every time like well okay i've done that what can i do next what can i do next like i'm capable of so much more than i ever thought and that's yeah. that's kind of what's pushing me um but like you i know you're talking about these insane distances like this running group so it's called the canadian death race it's in alberta it's up it's up the grand cache it's 125 kilometers in like mountainous foothills like it's insane right. two people in this group finished it last year I think there is at least four others that DNF'd it, but like that's I know, and, and that's insane. Like I look at these guys, I'm like, holy! Well, it was a. Did the organizers, actually, did the, did the organizers apologize to you afterwards? Um, I don't know, but anyway, it's called Sorry. the Canadian Death Race. You can look it up. I just thought it'd be the most Canadian thing that it could be. Yeah, it's a death race. Um, but yeah, it was Sorry a, about that. Uh, a man Sorry. and a woman out of the group. They both finished it. And then there's, yeah, a few others who DNF'd it. But, yeah, actually, one of the guys who DNF'd it, he's, like, 64 years old. Wow. But he still attempted but, it, which is insane. But then worth remembering as well is that there are other ways to challenge that. And I know we're sort of getting off track a little bit here. But, yeah. um, you know, after I had done my first marathon end of 2013, I was asking myself the same question, Daryl. Like, okay, I've done a full. Now what? Now what do I want to do? I don't want to just go do another full. But that was when I pivoted and was like, I'm going to do a half marathon a month for a year. Yeah. And so that, you know, yeah. that was the challenge. Um, and there are other ways, I think, without absolutely wrecking your, your schedule and arguably, you know, increasing <laughs> your chance of, of injury, no, yeah. possibly severe injury, um, by, by finding other things to do. Like I know mm -hmm. one guy that did, uh, he, he decided that he was going to run a 10K every day for 90 days. And, you know, they're not, obviously that's not all like actual races, but distance wise, yeah. he was yeah. going to do 10K a day for 90 days and he went and did it. And, and after he did that, I can't remember what he did next, but like he would find other ways to, oh, he wanted to do a sub 22 minute 5K was the next thing that he wanted to do. And so like there will, there's ways to push and, oh, yeah. and discover yeah. what you're capable of. But, you know, for some people, and, I, and maybe this is right for you, it's it's pushing the 30 milers, the 50 milers, the 100 milers. Like, some people are going to well, go do that. And I, I have mad respect for it. I just know that it's not for me. Yeah. So, actually, there is a race here. That he's had two in the last two years. but And he, he just started this race. So, it's like, I've so I've signed up for the 12K race I've done every year now since I've started it, since I started running. The trails that are by my house, he, he runs a 12K race. But in November, he runs, it's like a 50K race. But it's this basically the same route as the 12K, but you have two hours to complete it every time. So the first, you go out, you do the 12K. If you beat it in the two hours, you're good. You can continue. Then it's run in reverse. So the same path, but in reverse. You have two hours to complete that. If you complete that, you can carry on. Then it's, you know, forward again and then backward again. So it's four laps of this. Mm -hmm. And every mm -hmm. cutoff is two hours. And if you don't make the cutoff, you cannot continue. So that is, uh, I think, a month and a half after our marathon. So mm -hmm. I may sign up for that and just see what I can do. See how much of our marathon training I can keep up. Yeah. How much of that distance yeah. and see what I can do. And this is like, this is trail running. And last year they had a foot of snow the day before the race. Oh my gosh. There was no snow 
And then there was a foot of snow the day See, on race day. That's deal breaker for me. Yeah, so that's, that's total deal breaker. So the worst part about that is in the winter here, these trails are run all the time. So the trails are hard packed. The snow gets hard packed. It's easy to run on. Well, it snowed the day before the race. The trails weren't hard packed. Yeah. So that made it a whole lot more challenging. But anyway, I may do that this year. We'll see. But so that's really interesting because I, you know, I think that there is something to be said about benefiting from the training that you're putting into your yeah, marathon. exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it is important to rest after your marathon, like oh, yeah. give it a week or two, definitely. But for example, <laughs> I two weeks after I ran my first marathon, I set my PR for a 10k, an official 10k race, nice. Uh, and I did, I did a 10k in 47.58. And which I think it averages at about a seven and a half minute mile, um, which is obviously significantly faster than what I run the marathon at. Mm-hmm. But my body was so used to like being able to push itself. And I realized right. I only, you know, it sounds ridiculous to say only six miles, but I only <laughs> had to do this for six miles, <laughs> yep. having run 20 miles further just two weeks before um, that I benefited from that. And so you know, I think that that's actually a really smart plan, assuming everything goes according to plan and you have a good, you know, injury-free time with the marathon. Benefiting from that and mm-hmm. maintaining that level of fitness is much easier than taking an overly long break Working and to having to having to get back to it, right? Yeah. Which is where I find yeah. myself yeah. right now. Yeah, so it's, I don't think awesome. I'll... I don't think I'll complete like all four laps. Like that's crazy. And it's all self-sustained. Like there's no aid stations. There's nothing like this is a self-sustained race. You have whatever time, like you complete the 12 K whatever time before the next two hour block starts, that's your rest period. You have to do whatever you need to do before you need to get going again. Or you just drop out of the race. The other option, of course. So, so yeah, I'm I'm considering that anyway. Can you get going again right away and just get a jump on it? Or I don't it, think like, so. I think they, I, I believe, I'd have to double check with the organizer, but I believe like you got to wait till that two hour time because, yeah. because the, otherwise, because they do it in reverse, right? So if you did it, you'd be crossing paths with people going the opposite direction, right? That are still trying to run the race or still trying to complete their two hour time limit. On the mm-hmm. current lap, because the next lap is mm-hmm. running reverse, right? And so a lot of this is like ha- at least half of it is single track, where uh, right. Gotcha. There's so you, you get know, the, uh, you get to play yeah. Frogger with other runners as well while you're at it. Get to play Chicken with other runners while you're at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, you know to awesome. to avoid that, but yeah. So anyway, I may do that. <laughs> we'll see. You know, one of the things as we're talking about, so like more extreme things to do. One of the things that is still on my bucket list that I would like to do, but it's very difficult to just even get registered for the race, um, is there is a full marathon in Antarctica that oh, God. is, you know, it's a, it's twenty six point two, and it's done during the Antarctic summer, so it's I think it's January time for us Northern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. um, but they only allow. At last time I checked, I think it's like two hundred entrants, and it's a whole thing where like you have to go meet in Argentina you know, three or four days beforehand, then you acclimate down there and then you take a boat to Antarctica, which is like a two and a half or three day sailing. And then you acclimate in Antarctica for two days. Then you run the race, which is actually a 6.2 mile or 6.1 mile circuit that you run four times. And there's pictures of people running it and there's just like emperor penguins hanging out (laughs) on the race, like the race route. Um, and then you, you know, you do your recovery there and then you sail back to Argentina and, and you come home. But like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, that would be, that's something that I want to do because how many people can say that they have run a marathon in Antarctica, right? Oh, it's also phenomenally selection. expensive. I think it's like $8,000 is the entrance fee or something. Like it is absolutely that's crazy. phenomenally yeah. expensive. Yeah. Sounds cool. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so changing tax a little bit, I wanted to follow up on a couple of things I said in the last episode. Uh, last time we were chatting, I talked about wanting to figure out a hydration, uh, solution for myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, um, some, something other than my Apple AirPods cause they were falling out of my sweaty ears. Uh, so I got myself a, a camelback running, hydration vest um daryl it looks very similar to the one that i've seen in your pictures that you wear it's very lightweight yeah comes over the shoulders and carries um 50 ounces of of water in the reservoir on the back 
And so I've run with that three times, four times now. Um, gosh, I wish I'd done this sooner. This <laughs> it absolutely yep. changes, but it changes my feel. Like instead of having a bottle in my hand, like giving me a false weight on one side, mm-hmm. yep. having that centered on my back and then like the additional pockets for like, I can take an extra sweatband with me and I don't, I've got somewhere to put my keys and I don't have to run with the, with the fit belt anymore because I can put my phone in the other pocket and things like that. Oh yeah, um, man. You can put your, uh, your goose and your, you know, whatever. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yep. So, so I'm, I'm, when I go out for my long run this coming weekend, I'm figuring out cause I'm at that point now where I need to, I've got to start taking the good shoes and, and start, mm, um, yep. start in, in run nutrition. Um, so that was a great investment, really cool piece of kit that I'm really mad at myself for not investing in sooner. Isn't it funny, like how long you've been running and how many times you've run, and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, because like somebody I've, I've like about, me or like, Daryl's like, hey, you should wear this backpack. No, <laughs> you know, like, like that Nathan running belt which held like four, I think there were twelve ounce or fourteen ounce bottles, and like that was um, cool, but it would chafe, and like it's just. I just never really like thought to go back and reassess mm-hmm. what could work better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is this is brilliant. This is great. Um, the other thing that I talked about was my Apple AirPods, and I was do- doing a bunch of research. I was like, I don't know how much money I want to spend on this, but I decided to drop some bank, and I got a pair of the Beats uh, Power Pro Bluetooth like over ear um, earpieces, and they are absolutely fantastic. Like I can't, I can't speak highly enough oh, about awesome. about these earpieces. And like it's pricey; it was a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. But I'm also like, okay, it needs to be over the ear. I don't want it to move. I need it to sound good because I'm also an audiophile, and I'm not going to deny that part of myself. Um, and um, you know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with these things in my ears over the next three months. And so I want to be able to listen to things and not get irritated that it doesn't sound good or not get irritated that it's falling out of my ear and I'm having to readjust it every 30 seconds. Yep. Uh, really, really top notch. And because I mean, beats is now an Apple product. Um, it paired with my, with my iPhone and my Apple watch exactly like Apple AirPods do. You just hold the case close and it's like, Oh, if they, here's this thing you want to pair it. Uh, yes. Want to pair it. And it just, it was absolutely seamless. So, um, GG to Apple on that one. That was that's they've integrated that technology super smooth. Great piece of kit if anyone's out there looking for like really solid high end running earphones that uh, stay where they are and sound great. It's the the Beats uh, Power Pros are really good. Yeah, the Beats stuff is always. My wife wears a pair of Beats, but they're like a couple generations older. But they're the mm-hmm. ones that she loves. They're and they're uh, it's like you know the cord that hangs around your neck and then you mm-hmm. put the little. But man, like you. She, her last pair busted and you know, it was like uh she was like can i get these fixed i don't know i don't i don't like the newer ones i want these ones you know like yeah. she was like hardcore like nope this is the this is the answer so i know they make they make some good yeah. stuff i borrowed them a couple times for my runs but yeah um so speaking of listening to things I feel like it's time oh, to talk about our playlist. <laughs> yeah, it's never uh nice, never nice bad segue time there. To... I know it was quite clever, wasn't it? It was, it was good. Man, good stuff. Um I Daryl, you went last last time, so I think you should go first this time. All right, so this song I was gonna put this song in, in February and then world events happened and I didn't. But anyway, if you're running, what's a good thing you want to be running from? Zombies. Sharks. Zombies. Oh, zombies. Okay. So we're gonna yeah. go with zombie. Oh no, by cranberries. By the cranberries, great choice. Yes, yeah, so we're putting that on there solid. with their tanks and their bombs and their yeah. bombs and their guns. Every and time I heard that line, I almost wanted to say, Dolores, did you know that you already said bombs? So, world events in February time. prevented me from adding that song in February. Absolutely, Understood. because always, of that line. I always, uh, but we're we're going to put it on now. It with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say wrong? Wow. I always substituted one of the bombs with your mom. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Wow. Rob, first song. Uh okay. I've got two here. I just don't know which one I'm gonna put first. And then it doesn't matter, but doesn't right now in my head it matters. Because I okay, just um, we're gonna go. Anyway. Uh Angels and Airwaves off their uh debut Ooh. album. 
the opening track. title track, The Adventure. Uh, it starts a little slow, but boy, does the just the vibe of that song just feels great. Such such a good song. Mm, that one will get me going. Um, yeah, that's a good one. My first song for this episode. Um, you know, sometimes we are posed questions in life that are so deeply philosophical that there is um, there is a numerous in untold, unmeasurable, numerous amounts of minutes and hours and days and weeks and months spent searching for the answer. Um, and sometimes I get nervous when I see an open door. And so close your eyes and clear your heart and ask the question, are we human or are we dancer? Okay. My, song, my song is Human by the Killers. Oh, I was like, where's he going with this? I was like, I know, I was really trying to Is this sure. off the Frozen soundtrack? Or is this- <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Daryl, song number two. Song number Not two. Not song two, by the way, but your second song. Yeah, that's already on there. You already put song number two on there. I know, yeah, I know song two is already in that. So, uh, so, so I'm, I'm going back to pulling another um, old rap song from artists who used to listen to it quite a bit as well. Um, we're going to go with LL Cool J. Yes. And ladies, ladies love Cool James. Next. Mama said knock you out. Yes, dude. Oh, yes. Ladies yes. love Cool James. Yes. yes. Yes, they do. Mama, Mama did say knock you out. <laughs> she said I'd knock. She said I will knock you out if you say that to me again. Oh my gosh, dude! Did that a lot That's as a kid. Good. <laughs> Rob, second choice. All right. Um, in the uh, in the vein of throwbacks, when did this come out? I wonder if I can click on this. Uh, I don't. I feel like this is an '80s song, and it probably is, but I don't see particularly right here. Um. This was a song that got introduced to me by a friend of mine. I, mean, I had heard it before, but he was like obsessed with it, and and uh, and I I became obsessed with it through osmosis, and here we are today, uh, adding the romantics talking in your sleep. Oh yeah, okay, come on. That song, like, it'll come on the radio, and I will drop everything I'm doing because it is an absolute bop to get going to. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Um, for my second song of this round, I also am throwing it way back. Um, and this is not a spoiler thing, but I know like Stranger Things season four just concluded and I've been watching, rewatching, actually yeah. watching some of the early I, seasons. I know where this is going already. Um, <laughs> and so I thought I thought if I if I go back to something that is, um, I think it was off an album called Combat Rock. Uh, which is arguably one of the best punk albums from one of the best punk bands ever existing. Uh, should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Yeah, I didn't know where that was going, but that was... A- where did really- you think it was going? I don't know. What's the freaking... the? No, no, deal with God. <laughs> no idea what you're saying, bro. So, places. <laughs> I have not watched season four yet, so... I. It- I don't know what to tell you, but the should I stay or should I go uh, is very prominent in season one. You know That's what? Why I, I, so I when do you I know s- what I'm talking about, Daryl. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, about. Making a deal with God to switch places. But anyway, mm. Rob, when I told you earlier that I was watching yeah. a show with Chris, uh-huh. where we got through season one of Stranger Things when it first came out, and we yeah. watched like episode one of season two. So anyway, we've decided to start over again. So we watched yeah. episode one and two tonight. And I heard yeah. this song tonight on the show as we were Dude, watching season one tonight. Okay. So uh, like, that's let's awesome. See. <laughs> Great song. Great band. Running yeah. Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, oh, that's okay. all over yeah. the place now because it's in yeah, season it four. It is yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Running up that um, All right, good. I think <laughs> that, that wrap us up for this episode, gents. I think uh, it might. I think it, it might. It's only going to go downhill from here. So. Well, unfortunately, we've got St. Thomas Hill to run, which is largely uphill at mile 23 back in October. So plenty of uphill still to come. I didn't need to know that. Oh, that no, was, you said hey, it was flat. That was, that was information. It's, you could have like, told it's, us, it's like... a piddly little hill. Don't worry about it. It's piddly. It's tiny. It's like a one <laughs> It's barely a hill. Oh, and, and I think so. I, I'd mentioned this to you guys earlier when I was so. So are you guys good with like the every three weeks now as we... Yes, but I have to make my excuses for the next episode because I will be uh, rocking and rolling my o- away around Europe 
Oh, is that uh, when you're away? Okay, okay. Oh, you're already... Uh, so, last, last uh, you guys can record the next one without me. I'll be somewhere in England or France or Norway, uh, or between one of those three countries. Um, and it's very unlikely that I'll be thinking about you. So, <laughs> wow. Okay, one uh, last one last thing. <laughs> one last thing about running. My song choices. How about that? <laughs> one last thing about running. I was gonna. Yeah, you know, J- James. I shared this with you a little bit though. Um, in my in my several hours of contemplating what mistakes I've made, I was watching this show called The Terminal List. It's a new uh, series, I think, from a book on Amazon Prime with Chris Pratt, you know, war vet, kind of got screwed over trying to figure out what happened kind of thing. Um, but there was a part where he has a flashback to some Navy SEAL training. And and right while I'm watching this, I uh, I was telling James, man, I was having that moment where you negotiate with yourself like do i really need to do 15 miles today or maybe i can just like step off the treadmill for a minute and let it run and i'll (laughs) go cool off and you know like and there was a moment though right right during all that where the uh his navy seal trainer like you know they were just yelling at him and trying to get him inspired and at one point he goes well you better get comfortable being uncomfortable and that was like that was what I was going to say earlier about um, having like a kind of something that stuck out to you that I think is going to be my one of my go-to um, lines coming up. Good. That and choo-choo mother of... All right. Daryl, if people want to say hi to you, how do they do so on these social medias? Excuse me. Jeez. Daryl at... No, at Daryl underscore TTD. On the like, Twitters? Like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob? Uh, basically some form of at Rob Copeland. Usually it's that. Um, Roberto to the max. Yeah, I don't have... Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any uh, like secret shadow accounts that I use to troll people. Or anything, oh, I do, so. but you won't know about those. Um, I'll just I never did it. I never did it. Me. But uh, I troll people when just straight up with my regular accounts. So <laughs> Shameless I, trolling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, don't mind, you don't mind associating your real name with your trolling. Yeah, I don't care. Um, and for me, for me, I'm at English Guy everywhere that you can find me, which is just Twitter and Instagram. Um, but uh, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been episode, what do we say it was? 268. Yep. My name yeah. is James. You've been Daryl and Rob, and we'll catch you next episode. Bye. The advice you can trust. Woo, woo. Go challenge yourself. Woo, woo.